Hey everybody, this is the Longhorn Confidential for Tuesday, November 28th. I'm Danny Davis, the Austin American Statesman. As always, Kirk Bowles, Cedric Golden, Thomas Jones are joining me on this uh, weekly adventure that we call a podcast. And we appreciate you listening to us wherever you get your podcast, watching us on YouTube or on statesman.com. But let's get right to business. Um, in my opinion, we don't need to spend much time uh, talking about last weekend, 57-7, Texas routed Texas Tech in front of what was a fun environment, but... We don't really need to talk about the crowd, but kudos to CDC and his crew for uh, uh, creating that environment and for the fans for showing up. But it's been a while since we've been able to talk championships on this podcast, on this website, and that's what we're going to do here. The Big 12 Championship game this Saturday, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, 11 a.m. ABC if you're watching at home, but hopefully you're able to make that trip to Arlington and hang out with me and a couple thousand Texas fans, Oklahoma State fans, because that's the two fan groups that will be playing in this game. Let's get right to it. Um, this Texas team that we saw against Texas Tech this past weekend, do you expect that to be the Texas team that we see on Saturday? Kirk, we will start with you. I'm going to say no, but only for these reasons. Last week was the perfect storm. Home game, last home game of the year. Night game, rowdy crowd. Uh, had to win to clinch the Big 12 title game appearance. Uh, senior night, you know, none of those things are out there except for obviously winning the Big 12. So I'm not saying they're going to be flat, but that was about as electric an atmosphere as I've seen at DKR and God knows how long. I mean, in the way the fans stayed afterwards. So, yeah, they're going to be super motivated. We we all know that, but I don't know if they'll have that little bit extra and then I didn't even mention the Ormark video, but uh, unfortunately, I was told today that he left at halftime, so Brett didn't see the video himself. Uh, I'm sure he heard about it. So I'd say not exactly the same, the same team, just not the same environment for the Longhorns. Yeah, my wife asked me if I saw his reaction when that video was played, and I said there was no way he was anywhere with it. <laughs> 10 miles of downtown Austin with, with that happened. Uh, said your thoughts on whether this Texas team is the Texas team we're going to see for the rest of the, the season. Oh, this, this week, uh, this on Saturday, they're, they're going to be in a, in a, in a tussle and they won't be, it won't be a home field advantage and it won't, and it won't be all the pageantry of senior night or any of that, but um, they'll be the better team. They'll win the game. And I am a, um, I'm a believer in uh, momentum. I know Tom Herman wasn't, but I'm a believer in momentum. They have a lot of momentum. They know they can win a game in many types of ways, and they don't always have to play their best to win the game. So uh, they they have enough in their quiver to get this done, and it's not going to be 57-7. to seven. It's not going to be something like that. Oklahoma State's going to show up. Uh, they seem to show up against good teams and then they don't show up against bad teams. Texas is a really good team, so they're going to show up and it's going to be a a really fun game. But uh yeah, you won't you won't see a blowout uh, on of that proportion on Saturday. PJ I think you will see what the the team, the Texas team that showed up Friday against Tech. Now they're not going to win by 50, but I think they learned something. They were a lot more aggressive in pass coverage. You notice they would press those tech receivers at the line of scrimmage, and it didn't hurt them. I think you'll see that against Okie State. I think the defense will play really well. 
And if that defense can can hold Oki State to, you know, Alan Bowman's quarterback, if they can hold him to under 300, I think they win by three or four touchdowns. And I, I think that's what's going to happen. I really do. What I thought was nice about that win on um, Friday was it was just it was just a team effort. I mean, throughout the entire the offense played well. Jaden Blue, you know, had his uh, kind of breakout game. The defense obviously played well, holding you know Tech to seven points, and you know, Taj Brooks got some yards, but didn't get you know wasn't that explosive. And then the special teams played really really well. They had a block punt. Keelan Robinson has kickoff return uh, for a touchdown. Bird Auburn kicked five field goals. I'm sure Ryan Sanborn had a nice punch or two as well if he was actually needed in that game. But, you know, it was just a complete team effort. And sure, 57-7 is not going to happen in the championship game. But I think this is a team that we can expect all three phases of the game. Steve always talks about complementary football. I think finally they got that in that pet game. And I think that's something that they can expect to carry over. So I don't expect a 50-point blowout, but I do expect all three aspects of this game to show up because there's no reason for the offense not to play well um, because, you know, that offense played well without its stars. I mean, Quinn Ewers didn't have a spectacular game. You know, Xavier Worthy, when he wasn't hobbling around on whatever (laughs) ankle he hurt, uh, you know, he, you know, had one nice catch, but wasn't a 100-yard game for him. Adam Knight Mitchell wasn't, didn't need to stand out. So those three guys step up. The defense keeps playing well and the special teams, you know, plays like as it has throughout the season. I think uh, we'll see a good team effort against uh, Oklahoma State on um, Friday or Saturday, whatever whatever day, day they play. That does lead into my next question. I'm so confused with this last week. That Friday kickoff really really threw me for a loop. But, um, you know, Texas does win on Saturday. The MVP of the game will be fill in the blank. TJ, we'll let you, we'll let you have first crack at it. Uh, it's kind of softball for me because, as Danny knows, I think Devondre Sweat, the big defensive tackle for Texas, I think he's the best player in the Big 12. Uh, Oklahoma State wants to pound the ball at you with Ollie Gordon. They're a great running back. I think Devondre Sweat and friends like Byron Murphy are going to stuff them. So I think Big Sweat is going to be the MVP of the game again. And I think, heck, I think he's the MVP of the team this year. I really do. Your vote. I'm going with Quinn. Uh, I think uh, Quinn really wants to put behind him that performance uh, that he talked about when you asked him on that very issue Monday, uh, three interceptions. You know, he was 19 of 49. He had 30 incompletions, and yeah, it was in the wind, and they should have run the ball more, but it is what it is. And uh, that's the most interceptions he's had in his career. And the only other time he's had more than one was two against uh, Oklahoma. So, you know, I think he wants to get that taste out of his mouth. And uh, I think, you know, it's not a great Oklahoma State defense, but I think Quinn Ewers really wants to prove himself in that in this game. And I think I think he'll be the MVP. Then who gets your who gets your nod? Arch Manning. Just kidding. Stop. Stop. No. Stop. Stop. No. Please. <laughs> you gonna play a lot, you say? Uh no. Uh, I got to agree with uh, my uh, Paisan, uh, TJ. Um, he sweat. If they stuff. If they stuff Ollie Gordon, they they run Oklahoma State out of the out of the city. They're going to kill him. If if Ollie Gordon doesn't run for 150 yards, Oklahoma State's going to be in big trouble. Wow. They just gonna be in big trouble. And so Devondre Sweat, 
is the best defensive tackle in all of college football. He's the best player in the Big 12, definitely the best player on Texas's team. And that's saying something because Texas is loaded this year. I mean, Texas has stars falling from the trees. Big 93 is a immovable force, and he will show up again on Saturday, and he will be the difference maker. Texas has plenty of weapons. Texas is going to score points, but it's a lot easier to score when you're getting stops. I'll, I'll take the under on that 150 real quick, Seth. I'll take the under on that number. Uh, give me uh, Jordan Whittington. Um, I, I, I like full circle moments, and I think this would be a perfect one for Jordan, who obviously became a high school hero when uh, in 2018 when Quero went up to the state championship game, and he just had one of the best ever high school championship games ever at AT&T Stadium. This is his first trip back to that stadium since. I think he's kind of come on strong the last couple of weeks. We all know what he does without um, catching the football, whether it's blocking kind of the intangible stuff on this team, but He's been kind of a uh, more frequently used target these past uh, past couple of weeks, and I think uh, this will just be a, a nice senior moment. They're trying to feed him the ball and get him a touchdown on senior night. Didn't work, and I think uh, they're not going to have to force it as much um, this week. I just think he's going to have um, a big game and kind of step up. Quinn's going to need uh, his receiver to step up, and I think he's the one that um, steps up in a crowded room that obviously includes Jatavian Sanders, Xavier Worthy, Adonai Mitchell, but I think uh, – Number 13 gets it done in his final game as a Longhorn and gets that full circle moment. Um, I do you get, any, you get any numbers from that that high school championship game for Jay Witt, Danny? I know it's six touchdowns. There's a ton of rushing yards. He played both sides of the both sides of the both sides of the of the ball. So he, uh, which you have to do as a four A four A player, but um, I think he Michael Taff had a nice interception for Westlake, one handed pick of Quinn Ewers of all people a couple years ago. But I think of all the state champions in that. Uh, in that Texas locker room, I think uh, Jay Witt had the the biggest the biggest game, the most memorable memorable game. So I'm, I'm very, calling also very closely, Daniel, by Jatavian Sanders. Oh, he Jatavian. Go look up those highlights for when he was over at Denton Ryan. He was uh, unblockable, unblockable. He was a stud on both both sides of the football. Nobody's uh, picking Taft for MVP. I mean, that's it's that's the uh, Michael Taft Stadium, right? Aren't they going to read that? Mike, that'll be a that'll be a full circle moment for Michael Taft, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the opposite guy for my from for my. I like it. I don't think Michael will hold it against me, but <laughs> I do believe um, the MVP of the game does get some WWE um, championship belt because the Big Twelve is trying to be cool and hip and whatever. <laughs> but um, uh, if Oklahoma State happens to win the champ the championship belt um, MVP honors, who on the Oklahoma State team? Um, we'll begin those honors. Um, since I went last, I'll go first. Uh, I'm actually going to pick Alan Bowman. I think uh, TJ mentioned him, the quarterback. He does have some history um, with Texas. He was at Tech a few years ago before he went to Michigan. Now he's at Oklahoma State. His numbers are good. I think he has 10 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, around 2,000 yards. But the fact of the matter is Oklahoma State's not going to beat Texas running the football. Um, this Texas run defense is just too good. Ollie Gordon is spectacular. He's an All-American. He's going to be – um, probably the conference play, player of the year, but I just have too much faith that this run defense is at least going to limit him. Like he's not going to go for 205. So they're going to need this pass defense, this passing game to step up. This uh, Texas pass defense can be had at times, and Alan Bowman is going to need to lead the way. So uh, if Oklahoma State's going to land that knockout punch, punch it needs to be done through the air. Um, you know, Ollie Gordon probably is going to get some yardage, but it's just not going to be. 
what they've had. He's not going to do what he did against BYU with five touchdowns or whatever. Um, that's just not going to happen against the Texas run defense. So Alan Bowman and his receivers are going to need to step up if Oklahoma State is to win this game. Um, Kirk, who's your Oklahoma State MVP if Oklahoma State is to win this game? Well, it's got to be Gordon because the only person – only people that have stopped him has been Mike Gundy and the coaching staff. I mean, you know, the first three games of the year, he totaled 109 yards. I think he had three carries in, in one of those games. And he's got, you know, 1,580 yards, and that's in the last nine games. He's got 20 touchdowns, eight in the last two games. So I agree with you all. This is, I think, maybe the best rush defense, you know, in the country if it's not, you know, Georgia or Michigan or Iowa. But I think I can see where, you know, Gordon breaks a 65-yarder. And then a lot of the other ones are zero yards, two yards, that kind of thing. But I think he's he's number one in the nation for a reason. I bet he breaks a long one. But uh, if they win, it'd be either Ollie Gordon or that offensive line that makes the holes for him. Said, so who's your nominee? It's Ollie. It's the OG. He, like Duck said, he he's going to get loose once or twice. But over a full game, I just don't know that he can sustain it against this run de- defense. But if Oklahoma State is in the game, it's going to be because of Ollie. It won't be because of, of Alan Bowman. Alan Bowman is Alan Bowman. Ollie Gordon is a guy who's going to play in, at the next level and play well. They they use words like downhill when they talk. When the UT guys were talking about him, when you when you see when you hear someone say a guy runs downhill, that means that. I respect him because he's getting yards. So um, it'll be interesting to see early on if Texas comes in sleepy and he catches them slipping in the first quarter and busts one. Um, that's the best time to get Texas before they settle in. So if if it's a game, it'll be because Ollie Gordon's playing well. Uh, TJ? Nicholas Martin. And I'm not referring to the uh, McCallum High School boys soccer coach. Shout out, Knights. Uh, Nick Nicholas Martin for Oklahoma yeah. State is a linebacker, and he is very good. He's going to be all conference. I think Okie State um, may have the best linebacking core in the Big Twelve if it's not Texas. And uh, Nicholas Martin's really good against the run. If they can slow that Texas running game and put the pressure on Quinn, Quinn hasn't had to carry the load in a while. You know, Texas ran for three hundred whatever against Tech. If Nicholas Martin can help slow C.J. Baxter and Jaden Blue and those guys, um, that could set up Tet or Okie State for for an upset. I, I think he's a really good player. Keep an eye on him. He got 120 tackles. He leads, is, leads he the is league. A ball hawk. He's a good player. He's a stud. Who you got, Danny? Well, I already went. I, I picked Alan Bowman, but um, <laughs> we, we, we thought you might want to change your mind. No, I'm still going down, but, but um, you know, Nicholas Martin was my other um, pick. Steve Sarkeesian at press conference on on Monday did mention, pretty much the same thing Thomas did, that um, Oklahoma State has one of the better linebacking cores in the Big 12. And um, no, I, I believe we're, he wears number four, um, le- leads the leads the charge for that linebacking core. And he's definitely an all-conference um, candidate. I think it's pretty safe to say he'll be one of the linebackers, along with you know, Jalen Ford and um, Danny Stutzman um, at Oklahoma. Those are probably your three all-conference linebackers. So definitely keep an eye out for him when Oklahoma State is on defense. Um, Oklahoma State at nine and three. They're playing for pride. They're playing for you know their first conference title since two, 2011. Um, playing for probably 
probably the Cotton Bowl if uh, they were to win this game as far as the uh, New Year's Six um, Bowl that would take them as the Big 12 champion. Texas, the stakes are a little bit larger. They're number seven in the um, college football rankings. They're trying to get in that top four. Obviously, they're still chasing some teams, and we'll see an updated ranking um, later this later this evening, see if they jump over Ohio State, which lost this past weekend. But, you know, plain and simple, Steve hasn't – he's done a little bit of politicking, but hasn't done a ton of politicking, so I guess we need to do the politicking for him, I guess. But if Texas wins on Saturday – do they get in the top four? Are they a playoff team or is it the mountain just too high for them to climb? Kirk, you're kind of the guy that's making all the phone calls, talking to, talking to all the but people. When are you going to let me go first? Well, uh, well, I haven't well, gone first this whole show. Well, uh, okay. Probably. Well, let's I've say we'll, we'll go, let's <laughs> go with the hot take first. They get in. Bring it, Sad. Got to bring it now. Yeah, they what do you got? In. They get in if they win. Well, you said yesterday they weren't getting in. That's not how I say that. When did I say that? When did yesterday. I say that? You said that yesterday. Yesterday what? In a private conversation? Uh, yeah. Well, it's not private anymore, is it? Well, you obviously changed your mind. <laughs> What's going on? Is that okay? Is that against the rules? Can a brother change his mind? We wore him down, guys. They, we wore him down. Who are they jumping if they win and everyone else wins? Who are they jumping? Florida State. Undefeated Florida State. Florida State's going to lose to Louisville. That's my lead pipe cinch lock. They can't score with Louisville. I think the Horns get in in number four. And I think we're going to Phoenix. Are we going to – no, no. Are we going to Phoenix or are we going to uh, – L.A. or L.A. New Orleans. We're going Rose to L.A. Bowl. and New Orleans. Rose we're going Bowl. to New Orleans. Sugar Bowl. We're going back to the big sleazy. Yeah. <laughs> they jump them. Sark was on SportsCenter right before we start taping. Uh, and he didn't politic, but he said if um, they win Saturday, then he'll be back on the show to start doing some real campaigning. Might be too late by then, but Texas takes care of business. Louisville beats Florida State. Louisville can score. We know that about them. We can't stop anybody, but they can score. I like Texas's chances to get number four, and our lives are going to change. And Danny Davis won't be in San Antonio. <laughs> No comment. I'm not, I'm not speaking that into existence yet. Um, Kirk, what, what are your thoughts? Um, do you think Texas has a viable chance at the top four? Very much so. And I'm glad my brother finally saw the light and has come around because I too think Florida State will lose. I think they're just not the same team without Jordan Travis. And for people to suggest otherwise is just lunacy because what if eight players on Florida State's defense said, you know, we're going to sit out the rest of the season in the bowl game. And, you know, they're not the same team. So you got to consider the team in its entirety. So I think they do get in. I think Florida State loses. I haven't even got the final four if you want it. It's going to be uh, Georgia beating Alabama, one. Michigan slaughtering Iowa, two. Uh, Oregon, three. And Texas, four. And by that, uh, no, Georgia has first pick of the – location and you know they would take the sugar bowl so i see texas georgia sugar bowl rematch of the little payback little payback for kirby they won't be complacent this time so and here's one other thing i just said you know the number one team in the cfp gets their choice so tonight is really going to be interesting so say the committee goes with michigan since they beat ohio state and michigan 
stays number one. They would get their choice. So I wonder if Jim Harbaugh might play mind games and say, no, we'll no. go to New Orleans. And we'll send Georgia all the way across the country to the no. Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl, Michigan Rose Bowl. You can't. No, that's logical. You're, Jim well, Harbaugh. College football history. They're not, Harbaugh's not going to mess with that tradition. This he is just a wants to win national. He didn't care about tradition. He wouldn't be cheating if he cared about tradition. Like they weren't cheating way back in the day. Stop it. Different kind. You broke Barry Switzer. Stop it. That's a sugar bowl. Hey, I I think the way college football is shaking out this year, I I don't think there's a single conference that will have two teams in it. I know some people are thinking, well, if Oregon, you know, beats Washington in Pac-12 title game, I I don't think there'll be a conference with two teams. I will Texas get in? They do need Florida State to lose, in my opinion. I think there's a good chance that happens. I also think if that happens, I think Texas could be a three seed because I do think Oregon will beat Washington. Um, I think Texas will be ranked higher than Oregon in that scenario. So I could easily see Texas as the number three team in the CFP rankings after this weekend shakes out. And then we can go, and we'll go to LA. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they, I think if I make a prediction, I think they play Michigan in the Rose Bowl right now. It was my preseason prediction. Oh, it's good. That's, good that's pretty good. Man, you 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 keep working hard and maybe. Maybe one day you'll be something in this business. Way to go, kid. Give me 50 years. Who you got, Danny? I'm I'm going to say no. Um, I just think the committee has made it clear that Texas has a long way to go, keeping them at seven, regardless of these last four weeks. We'll see if they stick at seven later tonight. And I think Florida State has done enough these past two weeks to kind of at least convince me they can get by Louisville. I mean, Louisville is a fine team, but Louisville also lost to Kentucky last week. It's not like Louisville is, you know, beating the snot out of everyone, everyone that they faced. And I think Florida State, the rest of their team is good enough um, to win with a backup quarterback and at least get by. They're not going to get left out if they're undefeated. And, you know, I think that would just, you know, I don't think, I don't think Georgia's going to lose to Alabama. Um, I think the Pac-12 gets a team in regardless. And then obviously the Big Ten, unless something crazy happens in Michigan, uh, loses is going to send it, send in Michigan. So I just think it's too much for Texas to get over. I do think they win on Saturday, but I think they probably end up stuck in that five spot. You know, looking back at that Oklahoma Oklahoma game and kind of wondering what might have been. I just don't think Florida State's going to lose, but we'll we'll also see. I mean, um, the committee has made surprises before, and um, last year they had a lot of decisions to make to make on the last day when TCU lost uh, in the Big Twelve championship game, and you know the Horned Frogs still got in. So. You know, sometimes there's some interesting decisions they make, but I just think that the Texas probably ends up being that fifth team and ends up uh, just on the outside looking in. But we'll we'll see. I mean, that's Dallas. It's still not San Antonio, so I'll be I'll be happy regardless. Although I would, I would prefer New Orleans over Dallas, but I'll take Dallas over San Antonio. Nothing against my friends in San Antonio, but um, this is a really busy week on campus. Obviously, there is the the championship game on Arlington on Saturday, but um, let's just kind of go around campus and uh, in case you want to stay here and we run the Longhorns starting Wednesday, you can get up really early get and go to the Moody Center at 11 o'clock and join a few thousand kids from around the around the city, uh, elementary and middle school students who will be screaming uh, bloody murder and uh, make sure you bring your earplugs for that. It's the 40 acres field goal, 40 acres field trip game against Oral Roberts for the Texas women who jumped to number 10 in the AP poll this week. And then on Sunday is their big game, obviously. 
UConn comes to town. UConn's number 11, four and two on the season, but their record is not as bad as it seems. They've lost a, a good UCLA and a good NC State team. So that will be a good 10 versus 11 uh, test for Vic Schaefer's team, who is, which is seven to know, but they haven't played anyone. So this will be their first real, real test this season. Uh, the men's basketball team on Thursday night will be playing Texas State. So if you're a Longhorn with some Texas State friends, make sure you get out to the Moody Center for that one. And then the most important games on campus this weekend over at Gregory Gym, volleyball team will begin their title defense uh, first round matchup. I still don't understand how this worked for the number uh, number two seed, but Texas A&M is their first round matchup, matchup which is a t- tough first round draw, but um, nothing that uh, Jared Elliott's crew can't get done. But if they win that game, they'll face either Texas State or SMU in the second round on um, Sunday. And as TJ will find out on Thursday, Kirk and said, I already know, and I've known from covering this team for the past few years, there's really nothing like a playoff NCAA tournament volleyball at Gregory Gym. Um, Texas fans, they know how to do it right. I mean, the football team, that that was fun, but this volleyball team, they're passionate. It's a closed environment. Postseason volleyball, wherever it's winter go home, it's a lot of fun. So if you have a chance to go see the Aggies um, play Texas on Thursday night or see that Friday night game before you head up to Arlington, I would um, I would endorse that because it's a lot of fun and I'm a little jealous that TJ will be out there on Thursday and I'll be I'll be watching from home, but it'll be, be a lot of fun if you want to head on over to that. But on the drive up to Arlington on Saturday, you're going to need something to listen to. I suggest you on Second Thought Podcast. And Kirk and Seth, what are we talking about this week? Oh, all manner of sports. Texas OU. We're going to talk about the mullet and, and if he's ready to take over the Big 12 after Texas leaves. We're going to talk about Sarkeesian's culture and where he is right now. And um, we're also working on a book, aren't we, Kirk? Yes, we are. The Statesman Special, right? So I'm I'm hoping you mentioned the volleyball, and that's going to be a great atmosphere. I hope they dredge up the Yormark video again just to kind of hype the crowd. I think it should be shown at all home events from now on, don't you? That's mean. I would imagine – I would imagine – Texas versus Texas A&M in the NCAA tournament. They're probably not going to need to hype up anything, anything more than it's already be hyped up in that in that in that gym. Uh, they show a Jimbo video, maybe. Maybe they could do that. Yeah, maybe. It, maybe it's an, that. It's an SEC match, Kirk. They don't care about the Big Twelve commissioner anymore. <laughs> Speak on that, TJ. Speak on that. That's yesterday, right? That's the past, baby. Moving on. Moving on. And then obviously on, on on Sunday, be sure to watch your TVs, check out Twitter, um, Texas will find out it's bull fate. Um, the selection show for at least the semifinalists at 11 o'clock in the morning. And then Texas doesn't make one of those bowl games. The news tends to trickle out over the next couple hours um, where exactly Texas will be heading. So be sure to check out that news. And that'll be on Saison.com where you can find all of our content. We appreciate you all reading all of our stuff throughout the week. We appreciate you watching us on YouTube. And we appreciate you listening to us wherever you get your podcast. But we'll be back at some point. I don't really know exactly what our schedule is going to be going forward as we kind of head into the this weird little snack by the offseason as we're preparing for whatever Bull Texas is. But we'll be back at some point to chat all thing all thing Longhorns. So be sure to subscribe and we'll magically appear wherever you uh wherever you like to listen to us. But we appreciate y'all. Have a great week. Enjoy the trip to Arlington and we'll see you down the road. Deuces.